So, just wanted to conclude previous episode. Um, I know. I know a lot of you must ask what I did when I when I got punched and stuff by my ex, and did I not report it? Did I not tell anyone? No, I think that shock, that initial shock, stopped me from saying anything. I think the fact of me thinking maybe I deserve this. Uh, well, at the time, I did think like this is love, I guess. Because again, it was a cycle. I saw it with my mum. I saw it in the family. I saw it previously. So I thought, yeah, that's that's normal. That's life. That's what happens. And when I would see like perfect couples of perfect, you know, people, and I would be like, yeah, I, I, I would never have that. I don't deserve that. I mean, it got to a point. Where I did go to the doctors when you know my eye and the doctor looked at me and he even said. He goes, what happened? And I said, oh, I just got, I got in a fight with a girl. He was like, you do realize I can do a police report right now. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want you to. And he went quiet. Then he said, you've, you're lucky you haven't fractured your, you know, the bone, the bone part around your eye socket. But I can see there's a lot of tissue broken, the, the, your, uh, you know, if you've lost a certain amount of vision in your eye. Um, The next day I ended up going to work. My manager saw me with it and my manager called me and said, what the fuck happened? And I was like, nothing. He said, well, if you're not gonna tell me, you're not allowed to work on the shop floor, you're gonna work in the warehouse because I don't need customers questioning, looking at you. So that's how obvious it was. And I think secretly I wanted someone to save me from my life. But then I didn't want to talk. I couldn't talk. I couldn't find the words. So I battled it alone. You know, I I went through it alone. I stuck with it. And yeah, so three and a half years of there's plenty of other things. And I think I'll get into the depths of it later. But yeah, I, I eventually found out that, you know, he ended up cheating on me and then I let him go. I literally said, I don't want this relationship anymore and we're done. I don't love you. We're done. And this was three, three and a half years to four years later. So to the point, coming to the point where, when did I discover I had mental health? Honestly, I only discovered it like, again, before a year ago when I was almost single for two years when my daughter's dad left. That was roughly the time that I started understanding myself and I started learning my triggers and I started understanding, okay, someone says this and then it kind of sends... Because I, I, I have this ability of um, self-reflecting. And I do self-reflect a lot. I'm the worst critic when it comes to myself. I'm always trying to, trying to better my mindset, trying to better myself, trying to stop any negative patterns from happening, always learning, always, you know, it got to a point where I used to say, why me, why me? And then I flipped it around and I said, I need to stop asking myself, why me? I need to look in within myself and see maybe there's something wrong with me, you know, maybe, maybe there's something wrong with me. So you don't really know when you, 
the only time you know that you've developed mental health from the consequent from you know the consequences of the pain and the trauma in your past or how you were abused or neglected is when you actually sit down and take time out for yourself and you start evaluating yourself and you go on that self discovery and you start you start working through your pain your your most inner secrets that you haven't been able to tell anybody and you let those tears out you let you let all the emotions run and then from that you have to dissect every emotion every word every scenario how it made you feel what you felt and then so i'll be honest there's a lot of pain in my past that at the time i was in shock and i was numb and very cold and i didn't have the the emotions that i was supposed to feel at the time had shut off completely and i couldn't feel them so yes now i can feel those emotions i can feel that pain so that is a trigger for me so hence there's small little triggers like i i don't like lying i can catch when someone's lying to me i don't lie i tell white lies i'm not going to say i'm a full truthful person i will tell white lie in a sense if i know i'm going to say something that's going to upset you i'm not going to i'm going to try and not say that I'm going to try and word it in a way that it doesn't upset you. And that's considered a white lie, and a white lie is not bad. There's many forms of a white lie that's not bad. It's not bad till you make it bad. So, I don't lie. I don't lie. Lie is when you want to lie and you want to hurt the other person. That is a lie. When you're actually knowing that you're hiding a secret that is going to hurt the other person, that is wrong. But if you know you're going to hide something, that's okay. Example: I see a very big, fat person, and that person is very, very big. Okay, now they're wearing a dress or they're wearing something, and they turn around and ask me, "How do I look?" And I say, "Well." In my mind, I'm like, the dress doesn't really look good, or they don't look good. Unfortunately, I'm not that person that's going to turn around and say in their face, "That dress, you, you look ugly." No, because I just don't want them to feel that low confidence. I've been there, and don't come at me and say, "Oh no, but that's not. They're big. They should look." Don't come at me with that. Because I say things that other people cannot un, don't have the ability to say. They're thinking it, but they don't put it in words because they're scared. Me, on the other hand, there's a big person, and we all know this, where we've seen it on the road, where we've seen it everywhere, where you've seen the big people with the big leggings, and literally you can see their cellulite through the leggings. I'm not going to go up to that person and say, you know what, I can see your cellulite, and that is ugly. So I'm going to do a white lie. I'm not going to say anything. And if the person asks me, yeah, you look fine. You look lovely. Because I just can't put myself in that position. I just can't. The the first thing that's going to come to my head, uh, their self-esteem or their confidence is going to be hurt. So that's not me. But we've all been there. We've all thought it. It's not like you've not thought it. That in me, to my opinion, or me as a person, that's okay. That's that's okay. I know there's consequences to that one as well, but there's 
there's a time and place to be brutal, brutally honest with someone and there's a time and place not to be brutally honest with someone. So you should decipher from the two and the wisest person will decipher from the two. So you can't really come at me and say, oh, but you, sh you, you, you know, you can't say that. So, as I derailed off the point, <laughs> but, you know, I mean, again, mental health, yeah. there's no age spectrum, there's no, you know, it doesn't take, honestly, it doesn't take a counsellor or a psychologist or a qualified person to actually say that, yeah, you've got mental health. If you actually go on a self-discovery and you know you deal with the pain and the trauma that you have from your past, you can actually come, you can research, you can look it up and you you would see, you you would know. And then you, you can kind of put the dot to dots together, connect the dots and then, yeah. So I, like I said, I discovered mental health that I knew I had triggers and boundaries. And in my last relationship, I set those boundaries on the table. I explained everything. I I said, this is my past, this is my pain, and I'm healing still. I don't need this, 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 this done. I don't want to be fixing anybody, and I don't want anyone fixing me. But I don't want lies, and I don't want this, because this is what triggers me. But unfortunately, the person only listened, but didn't understand, and then, you know, it turned sour and it is what it is but yeah you can't really mental health understanding it or coming across or deciphering when you have it only comes with when you actually sit down and self-reflect and you face your pain head on until all you go to a counsellor or a therapist and you sit then they decipher and then you get to know but even then it takes a hell of a lot for people to turn around and say oh, I think it's time that I need help. A lot of people won't turn around and say that, and I'm guilty for one of them. It's only now that I've understood that when to reach out when I need help. But unfortunately, I've done that in the past, and whenever I've reached out, I've been called attention-seeking, I've been called crazy. So that hit me. But if you can reach out to someone reach out, talk, don't sit there in silence, don't ever ever sit there and don't let someone else say to you, you're crazy, or you're saying this for attention seeking, no, because clearly if you were honest about your mental health and your triggers, they would have understood, but because they only listened for their own, to get whatever they wanted to get, they they clearly don't understand what you've gone through. They don't understand what the consequences are because they can't see it. They haven't experienced it. They can only see physical sides of pain, but they can't see the mental health side. So it's not your job to sit there and explain it to them. No matter how much you're hurting, no matter how much you're crying, they're not going to understand. If you are in that position, I'd say call the emergency, call one of your friends, call someone you trust other than that. The first person that you think that is going to listen, call, message, reach out. Don't sit there. Don't sit there in silence. Um, you know. But yeah, like I said, mental health, you can't really. There's no age 
you have to sit there and do the hard work and understand your triggers and understand what you have. I, you ask me, I'm riddled with, I have chronic anxiety. I have chronic PTSD. Depression is on and off. My depression has been there since I was eight years old. And it's on and off. It comes and goes. Um, with my mental health, because of it, I have physical pain. I have chronic migraine, which I never talk about. I have an eating disorder. I only eat once a day. Very small portion. I fill myself with caffeine and nicotine as much as I can because I... The job that I couldn't do myself, I would say, well, you know, I do this, so maybe one day I just would never wake up. Sad as that is. And no, it's, you know, I am trying to change my lifestyle. I'm trying to be more healthy. But again, it's a healing process. It doesn't happen in a day. I'm still facing a lot of pain, a lot of, a lot of things. And I'm learning. But that's how I know what I've got. So hopefully that helps to answer the question that I got asked. Um, and advice, my final thoughts, as someone likes to say, is don't ever think my episodes and my podcast is just for sympathy or pity. Please never do that. Never ever message me, whoever listens to this, say, I'm so sorry for... No, no. I've gone through it. I'm going through it. I live it. It's fine. It's happened. Why should you apologise? Because you were not there. You were not the one who did it. So nobody should apologise. It is what it is. But one thing I would advise everybody who listens to my episode, if you know someone or if you are that person who's struggling, who has a story, who has a pain, a traumatic experience or something in their life that changed everything for them, please don't bottle that story up. Please don't put it inside and lock it away and think you just, by you not dealing with it, you will never have to face it and it's done. And you're a stronger person. Believe me, that is not going to help you. Because that's going to catch up. It will catch up in five years, in ten years, in one day, in two weeks, in three weeks, in four months, in six months. It doesn't matter. Time is, there is, it's never-ending infinity. That pain is going to rise up again. It will take one thing for you to explode. So if you know you have something, talk. Talk to someone. Don't wait for everything to fuck up to get help. And even if one, two, three, four, five people reject to help you, there is 5th and 6th and 7th and 8th. Where you gave chance to an abuser or you gave chance to a negative person, you gave them multiple chances, then listen, to find good people, it's pretty much like sifting. You know how on, on a cake we we put icing sugar, we put it, or we put whatever, sugar, like we put it in that, um, what's it called? That little straining thing, right? We put the sieve. We put it in the sieve and then we shake it on top. 
So pretty much it's like you can take that as an example where you've got more bad people than good people. So you're you're trying to shift sift through the bad people to try and get out the good people. So you're going to have to go through multiple time rejections, multiple times of hearing, no, I can't help you, you're crazy, blah, 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 until you get the help that you need. Until someone turns around and says, you know what? I'm here to listen to you. It's hard. It's not easy. Take it from me, it's not fucking easy. But don't sit there and blame yourself for your mental health. Don't sit there in silence. And once you heal, once you've worked through it, believe me, tell yourself one thing. One big thing that you can tell yourself. And that is... That is... Never, ever compromise your peace for anyone. Mm -hmm. The moment you think someone is coming into your peace and is making you feel uncomfortable, ignore them. Like, literally push them out. Tell them respectfully, listen, you're making me feel uncomfortable. What you're doing is making me feel uncomfortable. Please stop doing this. Maybe they'll stop, and if they don't stop, then I suggest you cut ties and you walk away. Do not, once you have healed or you're on that healing journey, do not let someone disrupt your peace. Keep on reminding yourself the pain that you've gone through, the, re the repeating of that cycle is not worth it. It's not worth giving up your peace. It's not worth fighting. Your peace is way more important. Love yourself. Tell your story. Be proud of who you are. Don't let anybody bring you down. And this healing stage, this, this self-discovery, it takes years. And it takes a lot of pain. It takes a lot of tears, a lot of cries, a lot of emotional stuff. It takes it. And never ever tell yourself or let someone else tell you that, oh, because you're healing... I can't, you know, you need to find happiness within yourself before you can find happiness with someone else. Never let someone tell you that because even when you're healing, you can still find happiness with someone. The right person will come along and accept you and help you and support you. But till then, protect your peace. So I'll leave this episode on that. <laughs> Hopefully, you know, these episodes were quite hard for me. But has to be done so i'll see you next time peeps hopefully on to another episode